Hello, Dr. Shaw's back with our 35th podcast on teaching humanity remotely. Today, I'm going to be very brief and we are going to be discussing the fourth question in our book, A Parent's Guide to Effective Communication with Children. And it has to do with a child's and also a parent's temperament. Some people are quiet and some people don't use words a lot. And other people use words very often. I'm a person who feels the need to communicate using words. When I was a young mom and my daughter was kind of quiet, I would immediately think that something was wrong. And that's really not the case. It was just that she had a different temperament than I did. So I think it's very important when parents and teachers and children have different temperaments that each person's temperament is honored. So I do want to say that, that there's no wrong way to be. It may just be a little harder to find your way together in relationship when you have different modes of communication. So I did want to speak to that. And now let me read the question and I'll reflect on the answer. Question number four, how can I get my child to talk when my child never wants to tell me how they feel? Sometimes children don't share their feelings because they don't know how to. And I would say that that's the same for adults, isn't it? They may not have the words. In this case, make sure you are modeling for your child by sharing your feelings. Make sure that when you are sharing, you are being developmentally appropriate with your child. It is also a good idea to start off sharing in small increments so that you're not overwhelming your child and so your child doesn't get to experience wah, 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 but actually your child's with you in your communicating with them. You're not under or over speaking to them. You will know that you are doing a good job when your child wants more information from you. And you will recognize this moment by the fact that your child will begin asking you questions. Your child will also start initiating conversations with you. So those are signs to know that you starting conversations is being helpful to your child. First of all, you're modeling what it looks like when your child wants to start a conversation if your child doesn't yet have that skill. And you could be very deliberate. You could say, you know, when you were really young, you didn't know how to walk well. So when you would try to walk, I would always hold your hand or you would always hold on to something. So, you know, when we're starting to have these more mature conversations, you might not know how to initiate them or start them. So I'll start them until you get more comfortable. You're allowed to be very deliberate. It's not a guessing game. You want to make sure that you are inviting, encouraging, supporting effective communication while also honoring if you have a quiet child. That's very important as well. If your child is young, you can set it up in a way that talking about feelings is presented as a game. For example, you can suggest that you and your child act out the feeling of being happy. You can also discuss the things that make you happy. Always be the first to take part so that you are modeling for your child. If you go first, you will get a better response when you ask your child what makes them happy. By participating first, you are both modeling for your child as well as giving your child wait time. This wait time may be needed for your child to be able to come up with a response. This is going to be especially true for children who are not completely comfortable initiating conversations. And it's really important. Wait time is really important. 
when I was a mom with young children, one of the reasons I didn't always have effective communication was because I didn't have the time. I didn't have the time to have wait time. So if I would say, what do you want to have for dinner? Do you want to have spaghetti or do you want to have salad? And they didn't answer soon enough. I'd be like, okay, we're having salad. You know what I mean? It was like when there isn't enough time. So when you really want to start promoting exemplary conversations, when you really want, you have to really model by really having the time. You know, there's everyday talk that can go blah, 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 blah. You know, you can go fast. And then when you want to initiate long lasting, effective communication, you might want to do that when you're not in a hurry getting into the car so that everyone could go to work and school. So that's something to be mindful about. As your child gains confidence and improves their conversational skills, you will not always go first. As a matter of fact, you will know you are succeeding in the area when your child asks to play the game and your child wants to go first. You will also know this kind of exchange is successful when your child starts to initiate conversations with you. As a side note here, it is always important to return to your ultimate goal, which in this case is getting your child to want to and have the skill to bring up various subjects and conversations. The other thing is that when your child does start to initiate conversations, you need to make sure you're comfortable and never making your child wrong by saying, I don't want to talk about that. Well, that's uncomfortable. If there is a topic that is uncomfortable for you to speak about, you need to say it in a way that doesn't cut off the possibility for your child to then once again initiate conversation. So there's a lot of considering and reflecting on your part as a parent prior to the moment, in the moment, and after the moment. Reflection is very, very important. And again, the skill of wait time I really learned as a teacher. And also, if I would ask my students to do something, I would always model it first so that I would say what I wanted, then I would model what it looked like because sometimes there could be a confusion between what is said and what is really meant, especially for young children. So those very two important elements to be mindful of. Play the same game for being sad, for being mad, for feeling bad, or feeling joyous. During these conversations, you can honestly state your feelings, thereby inviting further open communication to continue to occur with your child. And you can further say, look at all the things that make me happy, joyous, all the things that make me sad. What do I do when I feel angry? I hit a pillow. I flush my anger down the toilet. I run water and I put it down the drain. You know, things that you're allowed to speak and then also share the event that could make you feel their feelings and then what you do when you have those feelings. You can also lead the conversation in a way that discusses a particular incident. How did you feel when? If you don't receive an answer, you can say how you felt. Again, modeling. This is a form of educational scaffolding and it is simply accomplished by initiating and sharing the conversation until you don't need to do that or at least not do it as much. You will be able to relinquish the control of the discussions as your child begins to start conversations. Again, you should only share or scaffold the tasks for as long as is needed. Once your child can perform the skills independently, in this case, initiating conversation, you will not always need to start the dialogue. As parents and adults, we always want our children to do as much as they can without having to depend on us doing their share of the workload. 
We will help and teach our children to become independent. We always need to do that. You know, we always need to know that that's one of our goals, having healthy and independent children. If you have a very shy child or a child who really is uncomfortable talking to you, you can also let your child know that you appreciate that sometimes they don't want to talk. You can say that you feel the same way sometimes. You can share your own discomfort with having to speak. This sharing can be very comforting for your child because it is validating and you're validating your child's feelings. Oh, you feel that way too? That's really very important. When having this kind of discussion, make sure that you have the time and the attention to give to what is created because there might be a real breakthrough there. Whatever you do, you do not want to set up a situation that will create stress and frustration. So that is how I would work on encouraging a child who is quiet to talk with me by talking with them and letting them know that it's okay to sometimes be quiet. But if there is something that needs to be shared, that you're open to hearing it and that you're going to give them some strategies as to how they can initiate conversation. The other thing I'd like to just say is I have a relatively new book that's called Let's All Be Friends. And it's about different children in a classroom with various needs and how we need to be open to each other and not judge someone just because they seem to look a little different or have some different skills or abilities. And that it's in our differences that we get to really learn more and celebrate each other. So please visit all of my books at my website, learnwithmeremotely.com. Until next time, stay healthy and have fun with your children. And that concludes this episode of the podcast series, Teaching Humanity Remotely with Dr. Mindy Shaw. Thank you for listening. You can follow Dr. Shaw on Facebook. Her page is Learn With Me Remotely. That's on Facebook. That's also her website, learnwithmeremotely.com. Her podcasts and all the books that she's been referring to are on that site for purchase and samples are there as well. You can follow her on Twitter at Dr. Mindy Shaw One. Doctor is abbreviated DR and the one is the number one, Dr. Mindy Shaw One. And on Instagram at Dr. Mint with a T Shaw. Thanks again for listening. Watch out for the next podcast in the series. That'll be coming real soon.